The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3. Ken, Derek, myself, Mike. How you guys doing? All right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. As we're all pre-show going down rabbit holes we don't want to go down. How, how, uh, how apropos is that? Well, it's not that we don't want to go down them. It's that we don't have time right now. <laughs> or the money. <laughs> or the money. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I'm looking at the um, Hasbro, HasLab right now. They're funding a uh, Transformers Legacy Robots in Disguise Omega Prime. Yeah. It looks okay. I didn't I didn't watch Robots in Disguise, so. I have the original. It's just, you know, it's almost the exact same thing. Uh, if you want to know more about this, go check out Weeby Geeks, what, two weeks ago? Oh, you guys had it on there? Uh, oh, yes. Somewhere between 495 to 497. Mm. We talked about it. Yes, and I expressed my opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. I don't want to hear it. Um, Rands. <laughs> <laughs> Go down the right hand side. It's a part of our affiliates like Biddy Boomers. Use code Weeby Geeks for fifteen percent off your purchase of great Biddy Boomer speakers or Bluetooth speakers from Biddy Boomer. Uh, also, too, Red Flag Workshop. The code has been updated. Smugglers three for twenty five percent off your purchase of great patches, key rings, stickers, etc. Check that out and more um, at Rebel Sabers. Use code Wookie for 10% off your purchase at Rebel Sabers for all your lightsaber needs. And you Need never it? know, if you actually do your own custom lightsaber design, they might make it. Very true. And you know, I, I got told that they're, they're potentially, we have helped drive traffic to the website. But no, cool. but if people have bought, they're not using the code. Ah, use the code. Exactly. Use the code, Luke. World did a hair bow, hair scrunchie get on my. <laughs> Someone else was using your computer. Yeah, kid. Um. So yeah, with any of these sites, please, please, please use the code. That's what they're there for. They're they're there to help you guys out, save some money. Um, hangar-58.com. Use code Wookie Radio for 10% off your purchase there. 
Uh, I was just there, and they've got some Republic Commando shirts up now, which is really cool. Each hmm. one stylized for whether it's Fixer or Scorch or um, oh, I can't remember the other two. Sev? Sev's one of them? I don't remember. Anyway, use Wookie Radio for 10% off. Uh, just a little bit of heads up. They are European sizing. So if you're an XL and you like them looser, go to XL. If you want to keep them tight, then stick with the XL. Um, and then, of course, Jersey Ninja. JerseyNinja.com. You heard them in our pre-show tag. Use code WeebyGeeks for 10% off at Jersey Ninja. Sweatshirts like Ken's wearing tonight, which y'all can't see. He's wearing the Stormtrooper one. Uh, hockey jerseys, basketball jerseys, other performance wear as well. Check them out. Use code BBGeeks for 10% off your purchase there. So, again, we appreciate y'all going and checking out the sites. If you end up buying something, use the code. Save a little money. So... Uh, let's see. Where do we begin? Speaking of money, <laughs> back in at Celebration, it was a Hasbro Pulse and Shop Disney exclusive. Now it's no longer just Shop Disney and Hasbro Pulse. It is now available at Entertainment Earth. That's the Anakin, Yoda, Obi Wan, Spirit of the Force three pack. Hmm. I saw this in person. I would, while it looks cool, and it's similar to what they did back in the day with the three and three quarter inch figs, I'm just not interested. I mean, I don't mind them. I appreciate the uh, the appeal, but it's it's not a, a me thing. Uh, but hey, did they ever make a Sebastian Shaw Anakin? They did retro the retro okay. figures. Because that one actually might do even better than this. Because obviously, this one didn't sell well as the exclusive. It didn't sell fantastic as much as they wanted as the exclusives. Since Entertainment Earth now has it, they're still trying to pre-order it. The only way I would potentially get it is if it appears at our cast discount store on property. Or it's super price. Yeah. Well, and even here, Entertainment Earth has it for $78. So. Right, which is what it was. about the right price for, for the black it's like price more than it would be if you bought the individual figures. Three oh, no, these are black series. Remember, those are almost 30, 30 to $35 each now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which they say, you know, go to Shop Disney. Well, Shop Disney is no longer ShopDisney.com, just for the record. Oh, it did is, they change the um, actual? Changed, yep. It, it will, ShopDisney.com will redirect you to the new tag, new website. Which is now DisneyStore.com. They've brought back DisneyStore.com. Which, why it ever went away, I don't know. Everybody else has shop something. Like for wrestling, it's shop AEW. Yeah. Well, WWE, you go (laughs) to fanatics. Oh, shop AEW is just an overlay over top of the um, Pro Wrestling T store. (laughs) Pro Wrestling T makes a t shirt. Why am I uh, Could it be because the um, the Bucks actually set up the store? Could be. And their wife, or um, was it Matt's wife? Could be. These look like cool figures, but I mean, they're like I said, they are cool in person. It's just they're not something that I'm going to go out of my way to go get. You know what? They need to make these same three figures and a three pack like this for vintage. That way I can put them in my Ewok village that I have downstairs. Yeah. Sitting there, beside the rail. There's a lot of things I wish they would do in the vintage. Because, you know, to be honest with you, the Black Series is slowly falling by the wayside. Because nobody wants to pay that ridiculous price anymore. No. Yeah. And, and it's slowly getting to the point that vintage collection is starting to creep up to that price. Mm. Well, the different the thing is, um, vintage collection has um, slowly but surely gotten better quality and better look. Yeah. Right now, there's almost a ten dollar difference, ten to less than ten dollar difference in pricing. 
Yeah, vintage is averaging what sixteen to twenty. Uh, fifteen to eighteen. Unless it's a deluxe, then if it's a deluxe set, then it's twenty-five to twenty-seven. And it's and the deluxe a lot like the Chrysanthemum deluxe. You're paying for nine accessories with it. Yeah. And, and then the fig. It's more the additional accessories. Because if you did a basic chrysanthemum with with his blaster, he would be around the 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 higher end of the fifteen to eighteen. I remember the good old days when you could buy a toy for like ten bucks and under. Uh, I can remember the days when we used to be able to buy Star Wars figures for like three bucks. Yeah. The X wing. The, the X wing was like twenty bucks. Mm. 20, 25 bucks. But you got to remember what was it, the original Nintendo when it first released was like $70 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. So, um, you got the power pad. It was like $100. Yeah. Yes. That's right. I have mine downstairs. Wait, power hey. pad is that the is that the glove? No, that's the power glove. No, that was the uh, running pad that you'd run on. Gotcha. The, Did I, you ever world class use it? Build, build. Say what? Did you ever actually use it? Back in the day, yeah. The problem is that um, there wasn't a whole lot of extra support underneath the floor, so you shook the whole house when you're running on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you were told go down to the basement. Yeah, but there wasn't a TV down there. <laughs> we only had one TV at that point. Yeah, that's true. Our TV was in the basement. Our house was two levels. It was the basement and the and the living level. And did you have one of those giant TVs that were in in its own cabinet thing? Uh, my grandmother did. Uh, mm. We did not. We had a cop. Hey, those console TVs were a whole huge twenty five inch. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? But as I saw in a meme once, um, they didn't get stolen very often. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't think the one my grandmother had would have ever have gotten stolen with as heavy as that thing was. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of getting stolen, Palpatine's reputation. Is it really getting stolen? Or... um. What's the deal here? Ian McDermott <laughs> makes his return as Palpatine in Rise of Skywalker. And the fans are going, what? Of course, this was a plot point that didn't sit well with some. Well, McDermott recently had addressed his villain's comeback, noting he f- felt it fell perfectly in line with what audiences knew about Palpatine, expressing how many how many plans he believed the figure would concoct to accomplish his goal. A lot of people said it was ridiculous. Uh, Of course, he's dead. He was dead at the end of Return of the Jedi. And frankly, I think George thought he killed me too. J.J. Abrams thought it was a good idea. I wasn't going to argue with him. (laughs) Well, Well, no, because Star Wars backed up the Disney truck to his house and said, here's your money. Well, no, I I think he probably also saw what they did with um, Hamill. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going down that road. I think for me, the issue wasn't that they brought him back. It's just the the execution of it did not work for me. So as as he continues on, uh, he continued I felt that Palpatine always had a plan B, probably a C, D, E, and F as well. And he was an expert in cloning. So. Anybody who remembers the old expanded universe agrees. Right. Yes. Especially Dark Horse. Dark Horse brought Palpatine back, what, six or seven times? Right. Well, and and look what they had done even more recently with uh, Force Unleashed. Palpatine cloning trying to clone and slowly trying to clone Vader was also there. It was more Palpatine. Yeah. Well, because Palpatine, Palpatine wanted to live forever. Yeah. Palpatine always loves his clones. 
Yes. Even in the current canon before the movie came out, they had, they had done something with it like this with the, um, like Palpatine's robots and stuff. Right. Right. They'd gone out after he died. Now, yeah. In Force Awakens, uh, Snoke was poised to be the next great level threat of the galaxy. Um, until, of course, Kylo overcoming that influence kills Snoke. Uh, the the opening scene of Rise of Skywalker, though, showed Palpatine as somewhat projected his spiritual form across the galaxy in his final moments. So while his physical body was destroyed, his knowledge of clones allowed him to persist. But I think this has been retconned slightly with the Mandalorian. Because we see the one doctor who was involved in cloning. Mm. Yeah. They're after Grogu. So they could clone force wielders or attempt to. And I believe we all think- of that is still under the old Palpatine emperor, or the Emperor's directive. I'm sure I it also, is. Um, back to what they said about Snoke, it's like Snoke was scheduled to be the big bad for the for the sequel trilogy until they saw the fan reaction to him. I think because <laughs> the fans, the reaction in the first movie was okay. Who is this guy? The second time when they finally got rid of him in the second movie, they're like, "Cool, okay, why is he gone? It who is he?" <laughs> and it's still the who is he? Reaction. Um, he didn't have the impact of like I think they wanted him to be the the next emperor. I'm pretty sure they did, yeah. And they spun and turned and changed it after they had already done the first movie. See, and, and, and I'm, I was thinking, a lot of my thought, even back then, I think we talked about it, what was the chance, and I'm, I'm going to have to go back and read the Snoke comic again, but you know, what was the chance that Snoke was a Emperor clone that, gained, that had the knowledge, gained the knowledge, maybe had some force ability, but was a Palpatine clone that took on his own individuality. See, I like that idea, but that's not what it ended up being. No. Yeah. And again, I'm going to have to go back and read the Snoke comic to find out what they ended up doing as a backstory. Because mm-hmm. right now, to be honest with you, I don't remember. And I really don't want to go looking it up while we're doing the show on Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, but it was confirmed, though, that Ray was the progeny of Palpatine. And this is where even McDermott said, I don't buy into this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, he, he, you know, Ian McDermott uh, weighs in on the subject that has been confounding fans for half a decade now. Palpatine has sex. Even even my daughter Zoe said, "Who would want to have sex with that guy?" Yeah, I know, right? Well, see, I always thought watching the shows, the movies, and stuff when they said when they said that in Rise of Skywalker, I thought that it was um, one of the clones. His son was actually a clone. But yeah, that would be that, that makes make more sense. sense. I thought it was impl- I thought that was kind of implied. I don't know where I remember that from, but it seemed like that was kind of implied. If it was, I missed it. Um. So here, here's where people, or here, here's where the story of Ray's origin and lineage becomes baffling. The idea of Palpatine having kids that he didn't try to kill off seemed pretty mm. out of character. Mm. Unless this all happened back when he was a senator and was just sowing his wild oats and just didn't care. No, I don't see him. I don't see that happen. No, and also I don't know if the timeline would work out. No, I don't think it would. Oh, we got to think. What we meet Ray? What thirty years after? Approximately thirty years after Return of the Jedi, she's twenty-one, twenty-two. Mm-hmm. So that means she was born about ten years after Return of the Jedi. So if you go 20 years back from that, it had been about 10 years or so. Um, her father, if if we go by, say, about 20 years is when he had her, 20 to 25. So what so happened during the between episode three and four during the dark times, during the rise of the empire, during the dark times. 
Or you could, take it back, you could take it back just a little bit farther, and it could be before he got scarred up. It could have been while he was chancellor. Yeah. Because it, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that someone have kids up in their 30s or 40s. True. So his son may have been in his 30s to 40s, which would put it back in the old republic. I, I'm still thinking, though, is after after the Clone Wars, after the, after the fall, and it was one of the early clones. That's what I was thinking, too. It was a clone that ended up with no force ability or something. Um, now, the actual explanations of how Sidious reproduced is infinitely weirder and more confusing with strand casts, genetically engineered clone templates compelled with DNA from other donors, is still such a wild Star Warsy idea that most mainstream fans aren't aware of it or care to be. Yeah, that was introduced in The Mandalorian, the whole concept. But mainstream fans, depending on what comicbook.com is considering mainstream, if they're just talking run-in-the-mill, like Derek's wife, Nancy, my wife, Melissa. Okay, yeah, they could be mainstream fans who, who wouldn't know. If we're going mainstream fans like us... Well, I say this here, they actually say, they're saying that mainstream content like The Mandalorian. They're considering The Mandalorian mainstream. Okay. So, but they're also saying uh, The Mandalorian and various comic book projects have all been working yeah. hard to retroactively explain the details of how Palpatine created and piloted Strandcast like Supreme Leader Snoke and how Dathan, uh, one of the more successful clones of Sidious, who was later cast out because of his lack of force powers, fathered Ray. Okay, so there was a story out there that says he's a clone. I don't remember. It had to have been in a comic or something. Somewhere. Like I said, I knew I had heard something had put that in my head that he was a clone. I, I know when all this was brought up within this last week, clones, been, you know, Dathan being a clone has been a, a key point. That's one thing we've never seen in Star Wars other than the Dathan now. They, um, I don't know. Do the clones in Star Wars, are they able to have children? Yes. In most science fiction I know of, they had um, clones are usually sterile. No. Because we see in Bad Batch season... Yeah, there are a couple kids from clones. Yes. There are some cl- kids with clones. Or, there are some clones with kids. So, so, despite all the retconning, Star Wars fans have pulled into a larger discussion about Palpatine even having a sex life. Now, Ian McDermott has nope. offered his opinion in case you need to know. Because please no. don't, please don't pursue that line too vigorously. But yes, he does have sex. It's a horrible idea to think of Palpatine having sex in any shape or form. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, perhaps he didn't. Well, you got to think of it this way: this is a fantasy story. He's an emperor. Right. I'm sure there's concubines somewhere. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, now he continues on. Maybe it all has to do with midichlorians. And don't ask me what those are. Because <laughs> um, never trust your granddaughter. That's the t-shirt Palpatine got made shortly after his death. Again. <laughs> so. Um, He's on his like, fifth or sixth life at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's like a cat. So at this point in time, I'm, I'm going to go on the theory. Okay, maybe Palpatine did have sex. Cool. I don't matter to the story though. It does not. I honestly kind of go more along the lines that if Ray is a prodigy of Palpatine, it's because her father was a clone and as they say was cast out because he was a a failed clone because he did not show any force powers. But so because of that, was no threat to Palpatine, and Palpatine was generous and let him live. No way. He would have killed him. Would have wiped him out as a failure. So maybe it was one of those he was kept away from Palpatine. Uh, that's where I'm leaning towards is the fact yeah. it's more of Palpatine had this going on, but he wasn't sitting there every time a clone was born. Uh, right. Like, like um, Hammond from the 
Jurassic World. I'm here for every birth of every dinosaur. But <laughs> I don't see Palpatine doing that. He'll be he'd be like, does it have force abilities? No. Get rid of it. Next. <laughs> it was a memo that came across his desk, and that's all he yeah. <laughs> But as soon as he found out Dathan was still around, that's when he went hunting for him. That's when Dathan and wife dropped Ray off on Jakku and uh-huh. took off to protect her. We yeah. might we may find out that Pershing helped get, helped him escape eventually. Could be. That may be where they're going with the Pershing story. Could be. Well, because we're getting close to maybe. that. We're getting close to that time period. Yeah. But Pershing's not in really great shape at the moment. <laughs> well, no. so we know all these stories are going to come together because Filoni does, is not going to be too far away from the main Star Wars story on anything he tells. Right. So the Mandalorian story will eventually tie in somewhere with the mainline story. Right. Mm. But speaking of stories, the Acolyte is coming this summer to Disney+. Plus. That's better than what we knew. We just knew yeah. 2024. Now we know summer 2024. I think this is what we were figuring, though. Because Bad Batch starts, what, next week? Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. That's right. Two-episode premiere. Yeah, Bad Batch is next week. That takes us up through May. Yeah. So, um, yeah. what does Marvel have in the pipeline next after Echo? Is Daredevil next? Uh, no. Um, because uh, they have overlapped the two before Star Wars, and but not a lot. I don't think there's anything coming up immediately. Well, if Bad Batch ends in May, so I would give this a late July, early August. Does it usually give it a month or two before between? Uh, um shows from the same property. Right. That's why I was figuring we'll probably have a um, Marvel show in between. Um, give me a second. Uh, potentially X-Men 97. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that's coming. That's awesome. They may run that either way. Does it, should, They may not uh, matter right. on that. But Agatha's yeah. going to be in the fall. Because it's animated. Feel- yeah, because of what it is, it doesn't feel like it like the normal Marvel fair. So yeah, uh, Spider Man Freshman uh, later this year, sometime this year. Yeah, that's all animated, isn't it? Yeah, that's all animated. Yeah. But it's still it's supposedly tying in. Yeah, but it's not the um, it's not like well, even with Star Wars animated or live action, doesn't matter. They're both um, yeah story it's, items. For I, I actually Marvel, actually this would not. This will not be MCU tied because it's going to feature new a new bunch of characters, including Nico Mar- Min- Minoru, um, a new crush that is not Mary Jane or Gwen, Amadeus Joe or Cho, uh, a Wakandan exchange student, and Harry Osborn. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm predicting um, Acolyte will be here probably mid to late July, if not early August. But they usually have a show that starts up early August, so they may get that spot. Yeah, because I think Marvel is light on... It's light this year. This year. Yeah. Because Deadpool is like the only movie coming out. Yes. I thought 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 I heard somewhere Thunderbolts was coming late this year. Possibly. No. 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 Uh, next year you got next year you got Captain America, Brave New World, and Thunderbolts. Okay, both Thunder, next year. Fantastic Four was the next year, and then Fantastic Four twenty six because they just announced the cast. Yes, which so although I heard, read something or I saw something about Thunderbolts and Fantastic Four switching switching dates. Yeah, yeah. I think Thunderbolts moved up and, and Fantastic dropped back. Like I think that just came out yesterday or something. Uh, so according to this article, according to this article I have on Variety, uh, listing dates uh, right now tentatively: Thunderbolts May second of twenty twenty five, Fantastic Four July twenty fifth twenty twenty five, and this story came out uh, January twelfth of twenty twenty four. But it's been updated with the current with the the new logo right. of Fantastic yeah. Four. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Acolyte. I see. Um, it's going to be summer, but it's going to be late summer. 
And then Blade's supposed to be out next year as well. Yeah. So four. I believe that when it happens. So right now it looks like four films next year, which is a lot. That's because everything was put on hold for so long. They're like, we got to get everything up and running. They just hit go on everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that's too much. Yeah, and don't. I'm worried they're just going to make do like a dump of it. Here, let it go. It's out. All right. Yeah. They did that before right? when they were um, running up the end game. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. They loaded a bunch of movies all at once, and it's like it, you end up losing some because the people are just are overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. I mean three. Three max, I'm okay with, with Marvel. Yeah, late winter, early spring, summer, fall winter, fall winter, or around Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Christmas. That that's a spaced about right. But to go, what are you saying? Basically, Easter area, which is um, mid March, April, depending on there. Yep. Yeah, yeah so March, July, and November. Yeah, that wouldn't. Yeah, that's not bad. Or or late February into May. Yeah, November. No, what well, we yeah, no, I'd say mm, either kick off the June or July. Either kick off the summer, or or be midsummer fourth around Fourth of July weekend. No, that's yeah. a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah, see, sorry. Yeah, which I've never seen, by the way. <laughs> What midsummer night's dream? Worked that show no, in college. No mid midsummer. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I don't remember that one. I, I'm thinking more Shakespeare when I said midsummer. <laughs> now I worked that show in college. Um, so yeah, that's everything coming out. Um, now I could see the overlap with the Aculite and um, Agatha, maybe. Possibly is that one ready to go, or is I, it? I guess it's supposed to be later, later in the uh, near the end of the year this fall. Yeah, which I could see potentially happening in the September beginning of October, just in time for around Halloweenish. Yeah, that would actually make sense, and then and then be done by Thanksgiving. Possibly. So, um. So what is the Acolyte about? Well, we're taking a look at the political and personal and spiritual things that came up in a time period that we don't know much about, says creator Leslie Headland. My question when watching The Phantom Menace was like, well, how did things get to this point? How did we get to this point where a Sith Lord can infiltrate the Senate and none of the Jedi pick up on it? Like, what went wrong? What scenarios that led, are the, What are the scenarios that led us to this moment? You know, good point. Good questions. Very good point. Very good questions. Uh, I just had, well, finish what you got there, then I had an idea pop in my head. Uh, she continues on by saying, we actually use the term Renaissance or Age of Enlightenment. The Jedi uniforms are gold and white, and it's almost like they would never get dirty. They would never be out and about, Hedlund says. The idea is... They could have had those type of uniforms because that's how little they were getting into skirmishes. Okay. Uh, oh. Yeah, Acolyte is High Republic. Yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking... Um, you were thinking Skeleton Crew. I'm thinking Skeleton Crew, yeah. Which is, the idea just popped in my head. Acolyte, late summer, what's the chances of that? Because Skeleton Crew should be ready to go also. Yeah. So what's the chances of us getting that right after Bad Batch? Before. I think I think it's going to be the other way. They're going to drop that closer to November. But Bad Batch or uh, no uh, Skeleton Crew? We already know Skeleton Crew is going to be later now. I I would say Skeleton if Skeleton Crew drops this year, It'll be late. I would say put it around Thanksgiving. It's supposed to be this year. It is, yeah, yeah. Our I, next story is actually the one that got my got me thinking about that. Let, let's let's go Thanksgiving with it. Do the Thanksgiving and Christmas run. Yeah. Or, or start shortly before. And if so, start Acolyte June, July, or even uh, right after Bad Batch Memorial Weekend. Launch off your summer. Dude, did I don't uh, think we're that close together? I don't either. Did do we know 
We don't know like how many episodes it is yet or anything, do we? Uh, no. Acolyte? Let me see if there's Birth any... The drop that at all. See if there's any... Any mention of when. Uh, looks like eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So... Apparently, Leslie Headland has had this idea ever since the premiere of The Rise of Skywalker of wanting to do a a project in the Star Wars franchise. Hmm. Obviously, 2019, we did not know anything about a High Republic series coming or the High Republic era. She may have known that, though, because they were they were already in the planning of it. Uh. I don't think the planning was until 2020. When was the first book released? Uh, December 10th. Wait. Good question. The first book was released in 2021. So 2019, they may have already had the idea. They just didn't actually start fleshing it out yet. I don't think they started until 2020. Like I said, though, there may have been some some notes on paper somewhere with Leslie or Leslie may have been the one that came up with the idea of doing something in that time frame. They said, OK, let's flesh out the backstory. Yeah, could, of this. Be, could be. Um, actually, no. Project Luminous was started in September of 2018. See? So. Yeah. The, the, something the scope of what they've done, the size of the High Republic. It takes a lot of time to get those pieces set before you even start writing it. So, yeah. Headland may have known something uh, in 2019. So, uh, because uh, investors, Disney Investor Day 2020, it was revealed that uh, the Acolyte series for Disney Plus would be taking place during the late High Republic era. So, yeah, she was probably clued into it at the premiere when she said, or right before the premiere to say, yeah, I want to be a part of this, which gives her plenty of time get everything right plus the timing's right because she has to know she has to let the high republic build and see what change micro changes occur from the original planning session to where she ends up yeah because phase one was from 2021 to 2022 phase two was from 22 to 23 phase three is 23 present and i believe it's supposed to wrap this year I think Acolyte's supposed to finish it. Yes. So, um, so yeah. And, and I, I've been absolutely enthralled with, uh, with the series or with the, with the time period. And we still have a High Republic game yet to come out. Clips. Which one's that one? Clips. Ah. Which I think is if now, that ever comes out, which may be dead in the water. Yeah, because Outlaws was announced after Eclipse, and it's already coming out. What next month? Yeah, yeah. Eclipse. Yeah. All we have yeah. is that trailer. That's the only information I've ever seen about it. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of problems with the studio. It's doing Eclipse, which is Quant- uh, Quantic Dream. Apparently, they've been <laughs> bought by uh, Netties. I was going to say, just welcome to video gaming. Yeah. Yeah, Office basically. Studio? Wait a minute. That never happens. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but to continue on with streaming. And or. But actually gave me the idea of um, trying to figure out where Skeletor Crew falls in at. And or season two. Raps filming and Diego Luna posts a touching tribute. Uh, he goes, today is the last day of filming Andor. I cannot be more thankful to the entire crew for this amazing experience and the years of hard work. More than 700 people have worked on this production, and it's impossible to say goodbye and to thank you to everyone individually, That's which is why I write it here. Thank you for the love and the wonderful experience. See you soon. Sorry, Ken, I- you're not going to get Andor and Skeleton Crew. No, but Unless you get his, unless you get his skeleton. Well, you get. Um, I'm thinking acolyte. Like I said, um, the summer, late summer, or going into the early fall. Um, skeleton crew drops in where Ahsoka was this year. 
November through Christmas. Yeah. And, and or season two, you give them a one year post-production that drops it in February, right where Bad Batch is now. Yes. Yeah. I think so. I'm not sure what's coming after this, but because <laughs> we're supposed to have more um, Mandalorian, we're supposed to theories and speculation is another season of um, Ahsoka at some point. Right. So we don't know where we're going after this. Well, how, how would you feel about a Mace Windu story? I don't know how I'd feel about it, but I know um, Sam Jackson would love it. Samuel L. Jackson is getting antsy about making his return to the Star Wars universe. Um, That's because they have to do it quickly or else he's going to um, be looking like on, like um, Harrison Ford <laughs> in the latest Indiana Jones movie. Samuel L. Jackson has insisted to Empire Magazine he's not dead. When asked what is his take on the character's current status in Star Wars canon, he's not dead. And you know, I could kind of go with that. Wait a minute. What do they mean by current canon? The canon that we have now. Yeah, but what time period? I mean... He dies at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he does die at some point, but he survived Revenge of the Sith. Is what he's saying. I don't yeah. Know. Well, like I was saying though about um, needing to get Sam Jackson going. He's 75 years old right now. Mm-hmm. He's happened soon. Yeah. If they're gonna do it, they need to do it now. Now, nearly 20 years after Mace Windu's apparent death. Alleged death is what I would say more. Again, we never see the aftermath, except in Robot Chicken. It's the only time we ever see Mace Windu die. It's Robot Chicken. But sometimes dead is better. Uh, the debate has always been on whether he's truly dead. The corpse was never shown. There's no funeral scene confirming his remains were found. Because he was thrown out a window 10 miles above the surface. <laughs> Who's to say once he he was able to catch himself, he didn't land into a speeder that was going by convertible. What? You think he's Anakin Skywalker or something? Of course. (laughs) Or Obi-Wan Kenobi? Or any of the other characters that have done this? Yeah. Yeah, but he had no hands to help catch himself. Did he lose? That's a good point. Wait, did he lose both hands or just one hand? I don't give me a minute while you're looking that up. I know he loses a hand. He loses the hand that he holds the saber that was holding the saber. I didn't think he lost both hands. Well, without a saber hand, he's useless. Come on. Internet's moving slow. Let me see if it'll work faster on my phone. I'm going to keep it PG. Um, so. Hey, we were talking about Palpatine earlier. I think we passed way past PG. <laughs> Um, so while Star Wars has put out plenty of new canon confirming the whereabouts of so many PT era characters that were left scattered or missing after Order 66 Windu is not one of them more to the point for sensitive warriors like Maul and Vader has survived incredibly catastrophic if not fatal injuries and returned yeah but their hatred kept them alive even someone untrained as Sabine Wren was impaled on a lightsaber and survived. That's because Squad 51 was there real quick. Was able to get her to Rampart Hospital just in time. Sorry, crossing franchises. That'd be an emergency. Um, Luke Skywalker survived multiple rounds of Force Lightning Blast from an older, more experienced and powerful Palpatine. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go down that road. We've already crossed the PG road once tonight <laughs> with implications. I'll just imply it now. Um, so standards of its own canon, Star Wars has already established that a, a master as powerful as Mace Windu could survive a force lightning bolt, severed hand, and a long fall. See, I was right. Just I'm watching the scene right now, so a severed hand, not hands. Dooku loses both hands and then his head. So Yeah, it's just one hand. 
could they bring him back? Of course they could. Here are some fan-pitched ideas about how Windu could return. An entire limited series detailing more of Mace's Windu's life and backstory as the present-day Windu fights to survive after his duel with Palpatine and escape Order 66. Uh, returning as a massive surprise twist in a different Star Wars project, opening the door to a later project, TV, series, movie, comic, novel, podcast, that would fill in the blanks of how Mace Windu survived and what he did before re-emerging. Um, for his part, Samuel L. Jackson has, has one clear preference for what should be included in a Mace Windu spinoff. Everything. Yes. So, y'all's thoughts. It would be fun, but I don't know. Like I said, with his age, I don't know what they would be. What they would try to do. Yeah, I mean, they could go and de-age him, but I don't know if he'd be up for that. That's why I, I like. Don't the- why- go ahead. I don't know why I love Samuel Jackson and everything, but for some reason, I'm not that interested in seeing Mace Window return. I don't know why. Probably he wasn't really the main character on any of it. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him return to explain the aging. Well, look at Palpatine. The effects of the force lightning. Just a little delayed with him. But also he didn't get hit with this concentrated blast of it. Right. So it could have He got as much as Luke did, you know? And Luke didn't um Luke didn't age. Palpatine, remember, it was his own force lightning force right back at him. All of his hatred and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, They had to make him look really old. So they had to come up with some reason to do it. (laughs) But it wasn't just the lightning that did it. No. It was all his hatred and anger and the dark side. and deformed. Exactly. (laughs) It's called sex appeal. No, going there again. <laughs> you keep going there. He, he had the sex appeal of a prune. <laughs> it's almost like it's Valentine's Day or something, and Mike's uh, mind is elsewhere. <laughs> he had the sex appeal of a prune. Anyway, um, with uh, with Mace, I like the idea of the older older story of showing him a little older. Why not show him? Or put in a a realm of the dark times. Maybe not looking for Obi-Wan, but kind of just out there on his own. Almost like a Ronin. Possibly, but you got to come up with a um, story for why do we need to see his that story, you know? The Inquisitors. Possibly. Let's try and eliminate the Inquisitors. Maybe he's trying to start up his own Revival of the Jedi Order. Hmm. I mean, a lot of different options. Maybe maybe his series is the 1313 series that they were trying for for years ago, and they take that concept and merge it with that's where he ends up at. Could be. He ends up in the um, course on Underworld. Could be. Trying to be as... Uh, trying to follow the Jedi tenets as much as he can and still having to live in this underworld of um, grace. Right. That's a possibility. Trying to be that uh, person to try and take the emperor down from within, from within court or something. Possibly. So, I mean, a lot of different options. Yeah. So, um, one final story I've got, Ahsoka star. I think he starred in more than just Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen speaks out on bucket list Star Wars Return. What else has he been in? <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, the actor's time appearing in Ahsoka was a bucket list item that he did not know he had. In fact, according to Christensen himself, he wanted to explore Anakin's time in the Clone Wars further if he gets the chance. I can see that. Yeah, but it depends on how they the execution on it. Because if you look at Obi Wan, they didn't de-age him at all. No, but they should have. They should and have. Ahsoka, I think mm. they did almost 
I don't know. It just it still felt a little bit weird when they did de-age him. I would not mind seeing a if he wants to explore the Clone Wars some. Why not do like a Vader, um, similar to like the Charles Soule uh, Vader Year One comic, which was I think Vader Volume Three. They go back to Year One, and the comic picks up right after that final no that we see in Revenge of the Sith. So it talks about how he escapes the tower after he's destroyed it. Yeah. Stuff like that. Why not have Anakin involved in that? Or Christensen involved in that? Or why not have Hayden Christensen in the Vader series that takes place five years before Obi-Wan? Which still puts it ten years after after uh, I'll put it about five years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The thing is, though, um, unless you're going to actually show his face, why are we putting Hayden Christensen in? um, I mean, I would love to see him do it. Why couldn't we see his face? But you don't hire an actor like that where you're not going to see his face. Well, if he's going to play Darth Vader, they've found creative ways to get the helmet off of him in Obi-Wan. And then in Ahsoka, he played Anakin. Right. And Obi-Wan, remember, they smashed the mask so you could see that he was under there. Right. So they would have to figure out a way to so you see him in it. That's like Diego Luna. Eventually, they had to show his face. Right. You don't hire an actor that actually has some kind of a name just to keep him under a mask the whole time. Right. So, I mean, they could do it where, um, and do like your idea there, but do a couple more, a couple of scenes with in the uh, meditation pod, like we saw in Empire. Yes. And it, it could be a story of him creating or, um, Setting up the Inquisitorium. Yeah. Because if I remember right, the Inquisitor is um, answer to Vader, not to the Emperor. Correct. Well, the Vader before the Emperor, but eventually it, come, it all comes out of the Emperor. But they, they do the bidding of Vader. So what we do, you, do, you don't do a Vader series. You do an Inquisitor series, and Vader's part of that story. Yes. Very much. Hmm. Which I would not mind seeing that either. How did the Inquisitor? Was Palpatine involved in the creation of the Inquisitors and, and turned it over to Vader to run? Maybe you start with your Grand Inquisitors already there, and it's him um, finding former Jedi and stuff and turning them. Very well, could it's be. a very dark series going this way, and I don't like dark series like this for Star Wars, but that's a <laughs> way to go. Because basically the whole series is people falling to the dark side. But then you have a couple that rebel and actually end up t- with the bad end at the end of it. But you see that there's still hope in people. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe you have two Jedi that were together and the whole series is chasing the two of them. One falls and takes out the other one. Maybe that's where Reba comes in. Right. You get her fall and whoever was with her, she takes down as her last act before she goes to the dark side. True. Very true. This stuff writes itself. Um, I know there was another story that I forgot to put up. And Ken, I'm going to let you touch on that story. Oh, yeah. This one's, well, it's a short one, but it's a pretty big story because um, before it slips through anybody's mind, the Phantom Menace is 25 years old this year. Amazing. And because of that, Lucasfilm and Disney are putting it back in theaters for, I believe, a one weekend only. Wait a minute. Let me see. I saw that, yeah. It looks like it's one weekend only. It's going to premiere May 3rd, so it'll be in theaters on May the 4th. But the really cool one is this new poster. I want to get this actually as a poster. The new poster from Matt Ferguson that was um, created for this is fantastic. See, I have the original movie poster. So I I would probably, like you, try and get this one so I could have the two Mm -hmm. side by side. Well, it'd be fun to get all the posters because every time they've had a re-release, they've had a new poster for that movie. So I know it, well, it says it returns on May the 3rd. It doesn't say how long the engagement is, but actually Empire Magazine, it, a lot of these stuff is coming from interviews and stuff from Empire because they had this, um, I guess this week is they're releasing their um, Star Wars issue, which I think every year Empire puts out a Star Wars issue. So You're let me see. Trust the Empire to put out a Star Wars issue? They've never done that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm on their website now trying to look for this article about the um, Phantom Menace. Um, epic look back. Oh, and the same. Uh, yeah, the same issue is they have a big story about um, X-Men 97 that we mentioned earlier. Ah. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything on how long that's going to be in theaters. So um, I would go see it I mean, like opening day. But just because I'm actually one of the few, that, one of the ones that is actually still a fan of the Phantom Menace. I liked it. It might be, um, <clears throat> it might be, uh, so like, for example, oh, sorry. When they did, they recently released, re-released uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but they only had it on like certain days. Yeah. Like they didn't do it for a weekend or anything. They had it like on a Sunday and on like a Wednesday. And yeah. Fans of Events Club does, does a lot of those. Yeah. So it could be this is like an actual uh, theatrical run. It may only be like a week or two, but. Yeah. It's one I definitely want to try and get Zoe in to see. That way she could say, yes, she has seen an original trilogy, a prequel trilogy. And a sequel trilogy, all in the a film from each. Even though she's seen all three sequel trilogy in the theaters, she can see what came from before she was born in the theater. It'll be interesting to see what um, what copy of the film they use. Yeah, and is this going to be a new cut of the film? Last one I saw in the theaters, actually, I went and saw the 3D. That's what we were hoping. We were going to get all six of the original um, six in 3D. Right now is that. Remember that released right before or just after Disney bought Star Wars? Right before, because it was Phantom yeah, Menace. Disney put a um, put a stop on the 3D conversions for the rest of them. Yeah, it was Phantom Menace. Did the uh, was the fir- first and only. Mm-hmm. Then everything else dropped after that. I go downstairs. I may actually have the 3D Blu-ray of that, or not. I don't know. I'd have to look. So, any final thoughts, gentlemen? That was mine. I got nothing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, but, the, well, look forward to um, what else is going because they every time they have a 25th anniversary, they put out a bunch of um, new merch and everything else for it. So they're gonna there'll be some kind of big hoopla they'll do about it. Yeah, and probably in the next couple of weeks they'll start announcing it. Uh, let's hope. And of course, we'll cover it at that time. Mm-hmm. Well then, until next time, gentlemen. J Seven, if you would please, gentlemen. Sounds like there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my